0: Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the marvellous Annie French and we're talking about yoga and the PhD. Annie's just finished training as a yoga teacher and she shares with us some of that learning that she's been doing. And we talk about showing up for yourself. We talk about observing your own patterns And we also talk about what's going on in your body when you are writing. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Annie. Hi Emma. Oh this is a real treat for me everybody. Um, We have to confess to start with that we know each other and and we we met I can't even remember how we met now but I think we've kind of we've come into each other's orbits and I love it. Universe. Um, Exactly exactly we've just been talking all about the magic of the universe um which is a whole other podcast um (laughs) but yes we were brought together and i am very very grateful for that because you are a beautiful beautiful person and and you're part of phd circle as well so i um we meet which is the thing we meet up every month um and that is a real blessing i think to all of us that are in it um and people and other people are welcome to join too so if you if you were interested in that then um Please do let me know, but go, let's stop rambling, Emma, and get into this. <laughs> um, but I, your your story is a really interesting one, and I think you are inspiring in many many ways. And um, and I think particularly your journey towards the PhD is just is is truly inspirational. So I'm so pleased that you said yes that you would come
1: to talk. Um, thank you oh thanks Emma it's I've been so excited about coming and chatting to you yeah all right, thank all right. you I know
0: we just realized that, that actually though, we need two hours so it we do <laughs> And a cup of tea. exactly it's um so we're gonna to have to be very very um disciplined here okay and um, so the first thing we always do here is to talk about um your journey through the PhD now you're Pre PhD or preparing for the PhD, but yes. I think that lots of I think your story is truly inspirational because you are actually doing some real foundational work towards your PhD project, but also towards your PhD life. Um, yes. and I just think this is amazing, and uh, there's so much that other people can learn from this. So, tell us a bit about your journey so far.
1: So, my journey um probably started academically Um, well we could go right back but we haven't got the time so I'll start say I think it was about 12 years ago so I always worried that I'd left school not knowing what I wanted to do and I still haven't decided what I'm going to do yet when I grow mm-hmm. up. Um, <laughs> yes. So I um, <laughs> I had, um, I run my own business. So I first went into management in the late, well, I won't say the age. I won't say the year. Um, but I went into management in the NHS, so primarily working in primary care and Knew that I was a good manager. Um, but because I didn't have that degree, I always felt something was missing. Um, so a bit later on in life, I thought, right, I need a qualification to prove that I'm a good manager. So I first the first I went straight into postgraduate studies in my early 30s and did a um a diploma in management studies. And I thought, right, I've done this, I'll go on, do my MBA, and then fell pregnant and life changed. So there was another gap. Um, And then this round of academia started um, after a period of breast cancer. So I'd run my business for 17 years and then in one year this is going back to 2006 I found a tumor and I was very lucky the first time second time I wasn't so lucky and needed the full works so it was um, chemotherapy radiotherapy and although I can look back now and think wow that was a real survival um it was one of the best things that could have happened. In the, I survived mm-hmm. and I never, ever, ever take that for granted. But one tiny little thing happened during my treatment. Um, the hospital that I went to, I was an inpatient for five weeks and they had an art room. And I would nip down there every day and suddenly realized, oh God, I haven't picked up a paintbrush since I left school. And all those memories came flooding back of my time in the art room and why didn't I carry on studying art? Um, and we were talking about earlier about teachers coming into your life at the right time or mentors. And um, when I came home, cause it was like a two year period of treatment. I thought, oh, I, I'm gonna find an art class. And then I found the lovely Jackie Currell, who was a real mentor for me, but she's no longer with us. Um, But she really encouraged me and said, Annie, get a sketchbook. Annie, get yourself off and do a foundation. And I, I took two years to do my art and design foundation. And then I thought, I don't want this to end. And I saw a tiny little poster on a notice board saying, BA in creative practice in Manchester six years and I thought well what else am I going to do I've got this business to run I went back in, you know I, I was recovering I went back into the business and um took one day out just for me traveled across to Manchester and did this fantastic um creative practice BA in I specialize in textiles and I just absolutely fell in love with textile art but I love the research I really got lost in archives and my exhibition was called uh, um, Dancing in the Archive and how could I make that archive come alive with you know how can we get people interested in history so it took me down so many different avenues Uh, and again I didn't want that to end. Um, We talked earlier about um, my little journey to another university (laughs) to sign up for my MA and that was a totally different experience my, I, I sort of didn't have my mates with me um, I was uh, I am a very mature student um, and I believe I, I, I'm i not aware of it at the time I was the first UK student to study for that MA and I was with Chinese students and they were lovely I learned so much about the culture uh, but it was such a stressful environment that uh, it sort of put me off a bit. Really, taking it any further um, to do a PhD, but it's there. It's 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 always been there. Uh, thinking, what's my question? Where's the research? I'm just itching to get back.
0: Yes, and so
1: now you're in that process of, and what I
0: love, I I love your um, thirst for knowledge and your love of knowledge, and that. That's that's what that's what makes the best PhD researchers, isn't it? And PhD is yeah. you know, it's philosophy. The the doctor of philosophy
1: love of knowledge, I... literally. Uh... I, my trouble is it's the choice, um, mm-hmm. and I know I'm going to have to be pinned down and get that question. And mm-hmm. I think I've got it. That I think, oh, what if I miss out on something else? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think I'm, I think I'm there because um, over those years, I got to the final two years of my degree and um, sold my business, which meant that I was free. I was financially independent, and I'd worked extremely hard for that. Um, but I. I i do feel that i suffer from survival guilt in that i cannot waste this what i've been given you know i really 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 appreciate every morning that i get up and i realize that you know some friends haven't made it but i'm here and i'm here for a purpose and so i'm very very careful with um, my well-being um and that's probably you know why we're here to talk about the yoga
0: absolutely absolutely and thank you for doing the segue in for me <laughs> so let's talk about yoga because is, not only are you doing all these other things <laughs> because you're not wasting any <laughs> time um and and as I say you're really you're really mindfully preparing yourself for the PhD journey and what junie's put in place but you're also yeah. you've just finished a yoga teacher training yes. um, so that sense of all that you have learned there. And um, as and I say you sh- you've shared so much with us in the in circle about what you're learning and how we can apply that to, um, to the PhD journey. So I was like, please come and talk to us about it. So yes. what, what do we need to know? What can yoga teach us? How can yoga support us um, on the PhD journey?
1: Right. Uh, Okay so um the first thing is of what I'm coming across is because I've I've been practicing yoga for f- over 30 years on and off and I've had some really good teachers and some really bad ones and most people now when I say come along come along to my class uh, they say oh but I'm not flexible I'm not bendy and you must be really flexible and the answer is no I'm not um so for me, it, it got me through those years of study, and I, I've had a fantastic teacher. Um, you know, when I think about the stresses and the traumas in my life is that I just loved showing up on a Monday morning for my class. It set me up for the week, and I would walk out of the some mornings, and I thought, how, how is this happening in my body? How can I drag myself out of bed having that discipline to turn up and sometimes that's all all you need is just to turn up and uh, and you know it's it's not about getting into different poses and um, different shapes of course you're making shapes with the body and you you know there's so many avenues of yoga that you can choose from the spiritual side to the um God, there's, there's so many to choose from. Um, but for me, it was always about health uh, and calming me down and, and, and having those skills to, you know, get, get me through the week and noticing. So I suppose I've got quite used to reading my body and I uh, I'm always amazed. I think what this recent course has taught me is to observe people and movement. And I suppose, again, because I was interested in dance and movement and, uh, you know, how people react to each other, the space in between. And I think we talked about that in Circle, about gaps and yeah. the space we create. There's so much you can learn on a yoga mat that isn't just about physical movement. It's about what you take away with you off that mat. Mm.
0: It's what you said, isn't it, about showing up for yourself. Yeah. And bringing your body. I, lo- I love yoga with Adrienne. And she, she says the showing up is the hardest yeah and that sense of yeah actually the discipline the practice and the attention to your body
1: yeah, yeah because you it. do you do um you can transfer those skills across you know it is a skill mm. it's a practice mm. it is a discipline mm. and not only in the movement so you know everybody thinks it's just about bendy, making shapes putting yourself in knots it, it isn't it's so much more than that um mm. so it is mm. making that connection between your mind body and spirit and it's not about whatever spirit means to you
0: mm. Mm. I mean we did talk a moment before about how in academia that connection between the mind and the body is really not attended to clearly enough and that we mm-hmm. are kind of we treat ourselves and are treated like we are just brains on sticks um, yeah. and and we are clearly not. And that kind of that sense of connection and what our bodies can teach us and what our bodies yeah. can tell us.
1: Well, I think I found this out when I did my MA. So I I was lucky enough to be able to turn up to my classes two or three times a week when I was doing the long BA and then because I switched cities and I was living in Birmingham for five days a week away from home I'd lost my routine I'd lost my practice and at that stage I wasn't disciplined enough to do self-practice but I suddenly noticed that all those bad habits were coming back in you know Mm -hmm. sitting in the library for hours at a time and not the, the meditation I lost the meditation and, and soon I could feel everything that anxiety coming back and just think well what's going on there's, there's what's the difference so for me now because I'm aware of that um I'm determined and um, to to sh- show up in a, a different way for the PhD is that yeah. that personal practice for me, that's not for everybody, but I've been doing this for years, um, but I know how important it is. And certainly on the meditation side, um, mm-hmm.
0: that there's so much,
1: yeah, there's so much science in it now. And I, I did say to you, you know, we live in our heads as academics, mm-hmm. we live in our heads, our constantly those monkey brain, how you switch it off. And you can't, you cannot switch it off, but there's great, there's, great great science out there about you know the benefits of mindful meditation and that how you can tune into that which makes you more alert and you know in that flow I think we talked about that in circle when do you know you're in the flow when things just come out of your mind and um so medit you know for me meditation is a big part of it Mm. and that sense of um
0: being able to to focus and think clearly because we and and the issue of fear as well i guess isn't there because when you're in your head and you're with all the thoughts that's where you can get into the fear casting because it's it's
1: it's not it's not true is it it's just your little monkey brain telling you you can't do this you can't do that and um and we, t- we touched on it before about the universe and putting stuff out there. And it's, it does sound a bit wacky sometimes. Mm. But um, I, I love the wacky. Yeah, I, I just think, do you know what? Things turn up for a reason, the right book or the right passage or I think the reference or whatever it is, it's 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 mm. there. Um, mm. But I could remember, oh, God, one morning. So I go out for... Uh, a walk first thing in the morning with my dog and I usually put on a uh, podcast and you I think I emailed you that I said, Emma, you've just been on a walk with me. You've just been on my mindful walking meditation and the sun was coming up. And But I was listening to one of your podcasts and it was um, David Vincent and he just said something about creating space and movement, you know, when you're stuck. And we I think we all know what that's like when you're You're just stuck in a paragraph, or stuck Mm. looking for that connection between, you know, well, what what does all this research mean? I can't make a connection, and I just thought he's talking about yoga because we get stuck in our bodies, we get, you know, and we're not even aware of it. Um, So the, the the training that I've done was with the intelligent uh sc- yoga school of training and uh they're based their whole school is about um sc- scaravelli so scaravelli isn't a, a style of yoga it was um founder scaravelli went on to teach in the 90s and uh she's my inspiration because that's what i'm going to do i'm going to be a yoga teacher in my 90s uh, yeah. amazing yeah but it's, it's, it's all about the spine and the spine health. And if if we're just sitting, you know, in our writing club, I mentioned that, that the, mm. the guys in the writing club sort of booking four-hour sessions, and I I can't sit still for four hours. I need to move. Um, but that's mm. so important. Uh, you, you know, you just – so my classes for mm. April are on the theme of um, letting go. So just noticing, you know, where you're holding tension Um, and and usually for most of us, this is in the shoulders and the neck and you see, you observe people with a rounded spine and it's how do you breathe? How do do, do you breathe properly? Because you're sort of collapsing your lungs and then other people hold their tension at the other end of their spine and their pelvis. Um, and
0: I'm just, just rolling my shoulders out as we speak. Yeah,
1: I thought so. Yeah. Okay, let's breathe, <laughs> oh, glide, yes, like glide those shoulders loved, down.
0: I loved what you were saying as well um, about, you, you said before we before we started recording about noticing what yoga help helped you to do is to notice patterns in yourself and patterns yeah. of behaviour. And I, I think that that sense of that is so big on the PhD journey in terms of you, all your stuff comes right up in your face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it does
0: and, and, and you have to face it and I think yeah that, yeah tell us about how yoga can help us do that because it's well, really tough that's really I, tough
1: I think if you sort of what, what yoga is so yoga you know the definition could be the union of that mind and body mm. and when we're racing around all day trying to squeeze in everything possible into 24 hours you just forget about the body part Mm-hmm. And so the body has uh, like a mindful memory of when well, it can hold trauma, your body will hold trauma. Um, but when you can calm it down, so if you're working sort of d- trying to switch off your um, vagus nerve, the parasympathetic nerve, and calm down, you sort of start observing where you hold tension, where I hold tension might be completely different from you. So I notice, especially when I'm driving, that it's my hip flexors, and I curl my toes. But I think what yoga has enabled me to do is that quick body scan of where's the tension? Where am I holding on? Where do I need to let go? Can I breathe? And if you think about bringing those shoulders forward and bringing tension into the front of your chest, then that's affecting your breathing. And then if your breathing isn't right, then your circulation isn't right. So all those neurons that are going up and down your spine and feeding your uh, your brain with lots of messages aren't working. So all these lovely PhDs out there (laughs) struggling to get those neurons fired up, they need to move their body. It's like the M1. (laughs) <laughs> the spine's like the one you know the neurons go up and down and back again but you've got to keep that traffic flowing
0: wow that's deep <laughs> and definitely make it now and now I have an hour feeling that I've just got to get out of my chair now <laughs> <laughs> it's, really important. it's really important um yeah so this is this is really um well, as I say it makes me want to get moving, and it, I kind of I think this this the whole thing of the the importance of the body and the, the information that the body gives us is so so important. And I, I kind of I, I love that you're reminding us of that. Mm. Um, and people might want to go well, look, what can I do about this? And we've got an, we've got an answer to that because we have. Uh, you're gonna you and he is agreed. We're just about we've launched the phd life our summit the Yay. first one ever which i'm just i'm so excited about and like i oh, can't tell you and annie's going to be part of it and doing a yoga session so a practical session but but chair-based isn't it so yeah it's kind of n- nothing to be intimidated about but just to encourage you to do that well you tell you tell us what it's going to yeah, do yeah no well. <laughs>
1: so excited about it I truly am excited about it so I was thinking and observing people in libraries that sometimes people sit there for hours at a time not moving um so I thought we could incorporate some incorporate some chair movement Mm -hmm. is that just a little reminder to keep that spine moving maybe set your alarm clock to remind you to relax those shoulders some neck exercises and some meditation so it's not intimidating at all it's just little takeaways so in all my classes um and I do tend to have a lot of people in the NHS that come along are so stressed out at the moment and it's just rocking up that hour for them once a week and um, which is which is lovely to be able to teach them and give them that gift. Mm. Um, so it's that yeah. pressing
0: the pause button, isn't it? Yeah. And and having and also that just connecting back to yourself. I think, yeah. What a what a gift! What a gift! So yeah, so come and join us. It's free. Yes. Sign up and um, you can meet the gorgeous Annie. So that's that's Thank worth you. doing. That's worth doing. To start with. Um, now then. I'm going to ask the question, the ridiculous question that I've asked of everybody, in terms of a top tip. Is there there a top tip that you would give to us to...
1: Whoever said it on your podcast is like Desert Island Disc.
0: (laughs) I'd never be able (laughs) to do that. But I have a
1: top tip, Emma. Love it, love it. It is a takeaway, and it's called Stop... So it's just the word stop. So the S is to stop. The T is to take three mindful breaths. The O is to observe your body. And the P is to proceed. So just remember the word stop. And I've been doing this little habit now for a while just when I do get busy sort of creating that new website and writing classes and looking for PhD supervisors, <laughs> um, it's just that. So it's just the word. Was P, proceed? P is proceed. So you carry on. So during your busy day, um, S, you stop. T, just take three mindful breaths. And feel your body literally calm down, and just then observe, just observe after that breathing what's going on inside your body, and just sit with it, and then just proceed and just carry on. And I keep a post it note in the front of my car, which says stop. So when I get in the car, instead of turning the ignition on, dashing off to the next meeting, or good shopping or whatever i just sit and it, it literally it could be just one minute so when people think about meditation or of this yogi sitting cross-legged on a mat for two hours at a time and you think we haven't got time for that it's it's the build-up of um you know you do that in the car you can set a reminder on your phone random alarms that just say stop and just stop yourself, just write in, you know, whatever you're doing, just stop there and just take those three breaths and observe and then carry on. And it's just that little bit of magic throughout your day that just makes life a bit more smoother. Top tip.
0: I feel karma. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, Emma, um, I've you
1: loved for- it. Thank you.
0: Thank you for all that you give. Um, And thank you all for listening.